Life in our modern age comes at you pretty fast, which makes our time away especially valuable. When I take time to relax, I like to get far from my everyday life, immerse myself in natural beauty, and have unique experiences. But you don't have to leave the U.S. to experience tropical rainforests and islands filled with adventure, warm culture, and national treasures. Visit Puerto Rico, an island with a vibrant spirit that will sweep you away. Because when you visit, you don't become part of the island, it becomes part of you. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. Puerto Rico, where visits end, but stories last forever. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. What's up? This is your boy, Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Jorge, remember when we talked about particle spin? Oh, I'm trying not to remember. You mean uh, you mean the spin that isn't really a spin? Yep. And then we talked about particle color. Uh-huh, uh-huh. The, the color that isn't actually a color. Mm-hmm. And particle flavors. <laughs> you mean the, the flavor that doesn't actually taste like anything? <laughs> That's the one. Well, I got some news for you. Uh-oh. Turns out particles can be left-handed or right-handed. I'm Jorge. I'm a cartoonist and the creator of PhD Comics. Hi, I'm Daniel. I'm a particle physicist and I'm mostly right-handed. And welcome to our podcast. Daniel and Jorge give weird names to particle properties in the universe. A production of iHeartRadio. In which we do our best to connect the weird, the strange, the amazing, the bonkers universe that we find ourselves in to things that actually do make sense to you that are familiar and everyday. Yeah, because I think sometimes the universe does feel really familiar, you know, and relatable, and I feel like I understand it. But sometimes I feel like the universe is this crazy, unknowable, confusing, and totally unintuitive thing that uh, we're all living in. You mean every time you leave your house? (laughs) Every time I turn on the news. (laughs) (laughs) If I just stay in my living room, everything feels so familiar. Why do I have to go outside? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but I guess, I mean, you know, sometimes the universe... You know, particles and stars and black holes behave in ways that really uh, don't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah, and it's fascinating how, as humans, we try to make sense of them in terms of things that we do understand. Like we talk about the life cycle of stars, even though, of course, stars are not alive. But, you know, they begin and they burn and then they die spectacularly. Like, I hope I will die spectacularly one day, I suppose. I think think most people wish for a quiet death, Daniel. (laughs) Not a spectacular... (laughs) Who wants to go out with a whimper, man? I want to end with a supernova. I see. (laughs) That sounds just like a physics supervillain, Daniel, in a comic book. Look, my budget for my funeral is not like all coffins and flowers and stuff. It's all sticks of dynamite. Oh, great. I'll be sure to turn down that invitation. (laughs) All right. Um, But the point is that we do our best to understand this weird, cold, lifeless, dramatic world in terms of things that do make sense to us. You know, we think of particles as little balls. We think of photons as like waves in the ocean. We think of things as having a life cycle. What else can we do but try to map the universe into things that we know? Yeah. And so today we'll be talking about a particular property of the universe, or I guess particles in particular. Is that, is that a good way to say it? Uh, say it. Um, a particular 
particle property. Oh my goodness. I feel like we're <laughs> my I'm talking to my kids and they're giving me a riddle. Peter Piper picked a pack of pickled peppers. <laughs> Peter Piper picked a pack of pickled particles. <laughs> yeah, we'll be talking about a really amazing particle property that we might not have even discovered if it didn't turn out that the universe preferred one kind rather than the other. Yeah. Sometimes the universe has a preference, you know? It's just um it's just the way it is. Is it just the way it is? It's the kind of thing that makes us wonder, like, why is the universe this way and not the other way? Every time the universe has to make a choice and it chooses one direction over the other, um, one place over another, it makes us wonder why this and not something else. Yeah. So usually as, as physicists, we like when the universe is balanced, when it's symmetric, mm. when it doesn't make a preference, because then we don't have to know why. Uh, but every time it does make a choice, that's a clue. It tells us there's something weird and particular about our universe. It could have been different. Right. And so to the end of the podcast, we'll be talking about... Is the universe left-handed? Mm. Why didn't we say, is the universe right-handed, Daniel? Yeah, well, because the universe does have a preference, and it turns out it's not the same as uh, biology. Oh, interesting. So uh, meaning that the universe is maybe not uh, the perfect, symmetrical, unjudgmental thing that we kind of wish it were, right? Or maybe wish it weren't. Well, we're always looking for symmetries in the universe and wondering what those mean. We have lots of really deep symmetries like we don't think it matters where in the universe you are, the laws of physics should be the same. If you're here or if you're there or if you're somewhere else. Mm -hmm. The same way there's no preferred direction in the universe, there's no up and down. That sort of makes sense to us, right? We like to think of the universe as like democratic in that way. Right. But really, it's more of an electoral college kind of thing. <laughs> Which is the source of all of our problems. You know, that's a fascinatingly accurate description because the universe is dominated by mostly empty space. And it's mm. the empty space that contributes most of the energy of the universe because that's where all the dark energy is. So, oh, man. You no, know, we, we are trying really hard to stay apolitical on this show. Uh, we are applying, you know reason and logic to trying to understand the universe. But of course, we have to map it sometimes to things that make sense to us. Right. So it turns out that the universe is not perfectly symmetrical. It does have kind of a preference for one direction or another. And so that's what we'll be talking about here today. We'll be talking about the property of particles called uh, handedness, right? Left and right handedness of particles, which I think don't have, actually have any hands. <laughs> well, I'll give you a hand for that one. Um, particles, as we know, don't have hands, but that doesn't mean we can't talk about handedness, right? And like, mm. we call it handedness because it's a property we first noticed of our hands. Like, if you look at your hands, the two are not the same, right? Your left hand and your right hand are not the same. And even if you put them next to each other, there's no way to like rotate your left hand to make it look just like your right hand. They really are different. They, the pattern, the order of the fingers is just different from one to the other. Right. There's a, uh, our hand, my hand, right hand is not the same as my left hand. It's like a mirror image. That would be weird if both my hands looked exactly the same, though. That's kind of a disturbing, <laughs> if I was You're the one thumbs. saying you like symmetry. <laughs> would you prefer to have two identical hands? Um, hmm. Well, that's different than <laughs> symmetry because I, I feel like my hands are symmetric, but it's like mirror symmetry, right? There's a difference between mirror symmetry and like exact exactness. That's right. And that's the property we're interested in here today. Things that have a handedness, that have a, a mirror symmetry, like your hand. If you put up your left hand in the mirror, it looks just like your right hand does in real life. Mm. Right? The mirror turns left handedness into right handedness and the other way around. Right. right. The way like a sphere, a sphere doesn't have a handedness because it looks the same in the mirror. But your hand, it does have a handedness <laughs> because it looks like the other one in the mirror. And so we're interested in like, all right, here's a symmetry, here's a property. Does the universe prefer one or the other? And we know, for example, in people that there are more right-handers than left-handers. Mm -hmm. and, and you have to wonder like, why is that? What does that mean about biology or evolution or something? And now we can ask that same kind of question about particles. Right. And it turns out that the particles have a handedness and that the universe kind of prefers one over the other. Yeah. It's kind of fascinating. Oh. All right. We'll get into that. But first, we want to give a quick shout out to Chris McKinnon in England. That's right. We got a request from your partner, Georgia Arnold, who says, thanks for listening to the podcast and for teaching science to others. So Chris apparently is a fan of our podcast in England. So happy holidays, Chris, and happy birthday coming up in January. 
yeah, happy birthday uh, to everyone whose birthday is coming up in the next year, <laughs> which I guess includes everybody, <laughs> except for those born on February 28th, right? I guess that's... <laughs> that's right. We want to be inclusive, but we also want to be accurate. Right. And happy holidays to everyone out there and happy non-holidays to all the atheists as well. Are you saying atheists don't have holidays? <laughs> I think by definition, they don't have holidays. Oh, man. I don't know. <laughs> this is a topic we should dive into. But, um, but yeah, thanks. And if you are interested in writing to us and let us, us know what you think of the podcast, please uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. All right. Well, let's get back on the topic here of the handedness of the universe. And so we were, you might say to the topic at hand. To the, let's get back to the, to the bad puns, guys. We trailed <laughs> off into some holiday cheer. We forgot to get, dole out the bad puns. Uh, but as usual, we were wondering how many people out there knew that the universe or that particles have a preference or even a this an idea or, or a property called handedness. Yeah, so I walked around campus at UC Irvine and I asked folks if they knew what it meant for a particle to be left or right-handed. So think about it for a second. If you were approached by a physicist on a holiday morning and you were asked if you knew whether particles can be left or right-handed, what would you answer? Here's what people had to say. Do you know what it means to say a particle can be left-handed or right-handed? No. No, they don't have hands. Well, isn't it talking about the movement of the current? Um, that's where I can remember from physics I took. No. no. <laughs> On the micro level, there's certain orientations and uh, movements happen somehow. <laughs> and it's either oriented one way or the other way, but I'm not super familiar with how it works. Unfortunately not, no. Do you think particles have hands? Uh, well, well, I would guess that it has something to do like with, with like the electrons around it maybe more to the left or to the right or something. All right. Not a lot of people knew that particles have handedness. No, no. And a little bit of pushback. Like, nope, particles do not have hands. Yeah, so that was, that was my thought as well. I'm going <laughs> to give a hand to this person here. No, so not a lot of familiarity with this concept. Yeah. Um, huh. Which is, uh, I guess... I guess I know, I knew about this idea just from talking to you, Daniel, and other physicists. Because I know that it's related to like the spin of particles, right? And how they look at each other in the mirror. Yeah, and it's related to parity. And we did a whole fun video with um, Derek Mueller of Veritasium about parity and charge parity and its impact on time with particles. Mm. Uh, it's a gorgeous video. Folks out there are really interested in this concept of symmetries and particles. Go check it out. I think it's called Do Particles Tell Time? Mm -hmm. Yeah, on YouTube. And so uh, so just to clear things up, particles don't have hands. We, we've established that. At least we don't think that we've seen, right? They could have point hands. <laughs> That's right. You, we have to qualify what we understand here. We have not seen particles' hands. <laughs> that doesn't mean they don't have them. They could be super duper tiny. <laughs> little cute, little tiny particle hands. Yeah, that's how they that's how they hold on to each other, Daniel. <laughs> that's how they make those bonds, right? <laughs> that's, how they, that's how the universe is connected. Tiny little hands. That's right. But, you know, you can have handedness even if you don't have hands. And let's get into it. But I feel like even if particles were little spherical balls, which I know they're not, it seems weird that they would have like a preference be between right and left because what's the right and left of a perfect sphere? You're exactly right. And um, if you had a perfect sphere, a perfect sphere is not handed, right? To have something be handed, you need at least two different directions that you can compare. And so a perfect sphere, however, can spin. And when it spins, the axis along which it's spinning gives you one direction. And then you can compare that spin direction to something else, like the direction it's moving. And you can ask, like, do those two directions line up, this kind of stuff. So particles can have handedness because it's built on top of other properties they have. But you're right, a sphere can, does, has no handedness. It looks the same in the mirror. By itself. And, and as well, I guess, a point as well, right? Like a point That's right. would have even less of, a, mm -hmm. less of a hand. Unless it has mm -hmm. tiny point hands. <laughs> right, which is not really the matter at hand. <laughs> but you're saying that handedness for particles is related to, you get, like you got to throw in another property into the conversation in order to have handedness in a point particle. Yeah, and here's where we get into murky territory because handedness, it's a quantum property of a particles. It's like an intrinsic property. 
it's like charge, right? Or it's like spin. It's not physically spinning or there is no place where the charge is. It's just like a label we put on a particle. Mm. Um, and so these particles have this intrinsic leftiness or rightiness. Really? And huh. we can make it connected to this other physical thing. But in the end, it really is deeply, fundamentally just sort of an internal quantum label that we can never really truly understand. Really? Because I've never seen handedness in any of the, you know, posters or graphics for the standard model of physics. You know, I see spin, I see charge, I see color, but I never see like lefty or righty, you know? Yeah, well, it's mostly connected to the weak force because the weak force is what revealed to us that handedness was a thing we had to think about and that it was actually important. Oh, so I guess we should call it quantum handedness. Because that's the solution. <laughs> that's the solution to any confusion in physics. <laughs> is just add a add a word that says you're right. It is confusing. It's okay. <laughs> Don't try to understand it at an intuitive level. It's weird. No, you're right. Quantum X. What we mean when we say that in physics is like, well, this is like some other weird version of X, and we're using X because it's similar, kind of in some way, to the thing you're familiar with. Mm -hmm. There's an analogy there that's maybe helpful, but it's not really the same thing. Right. It's kind of like how our podcast is, no, is known for quantum humor. <laughs> that's right. Only particles get it. <laughs> <laughs> it's neither here nor there, but uh, just still try to understand it. That's right. That's why we're getting a lot of quantum laughs and making a lot of quantum bucks. <laughs> yeah. It's all, it's all theoretical, Daniel. <laughs> no, but in the case of particles, you can sort of define this handedness by saying, let's look at the direction it's moving, and then let's look at the axis around which it's spinning and ask, are those two things pointing in the same direction or not? And so we call it oh. right-handed if they're in the same direction and left-handed if they're in opposite directions. But that's arbitrary. We could have just labeled them any way. You know, we could have called them alpha and beta or blue and red or left and right or right and left, right? These are just labels we decide. Oh, I see. It'd be like saying like some particles like to be positive and green and some particles like to be negative and blue. And you might call that handedness or some other property. Yeah, some of the properties. But this particular one that we found, it turns out the universe cares about. So you could mm. construct all sorts of things and call them handedness, but the universe might be like, yeah, that's fine. I don't care about that. It doesn't matter to me. But this one is interesting because the universe does seem to care. It is something that is important. It, it, it changes the way the universe treats these particles. And so it really does matter. Okay, so you're saying that handedness in a particle means that the spin of the particle is sort of aligned to its motion. Yeah, and... It's a bit confusing to think about the direction of spin because it's going in every direction, right? It's a spinning thing. It's turning and turning and turning. Mm -hmm. So what if I just turn my head upside down? Wouldn't it flip it on its head? Well, it wouldn't change the direction of spin, right? But so you use your right hand and if your fingers are curling the direction the particle is spinning, your thumb tells you where we sort of define the direction of the spin vector. And it's along the axis of spin. It's kind of like a, a top. If you're spinning a top... Mm, I guess you can spin a top both ways. Yeah. But it's kind of like a screwdriver, I guess. Or like a screw. It's right? like, like clockwise that. versus counterclockwise, right? You have to define one direction or the other. And we say that the direction that your the fingers curl on your right hand is a certain way, and that helps us define a certain direction. And so if the particle is moving in the same direction that this spin is pointing, where again, the spin comes from your thumb, if your fingers curl the way the sphere is spinning, mm -hmm. we call that a right-handed particle. It's, really? Yeah. So, part so particles don't have the option of moving either way. Like they always either move in the direction of spin or not in the direction of spin. Oh, that's a fascinating question. Remember, spin is quantized, right? And so you measure spin along any axis, and because it's quantized, either along that axis or in the other direction. Uh -huh. right? Spin is not a infinitely valued quantity. It has to be either positive or negative. It's quantized. Uh -huh. It's quantum spin. Like, let's say that spinning and the spinning direction is up. You're saying that particles can move up and down. They have to move up or down. You can't say the particle is spinning and its spinning direction is up. That's quantum mechanically impossible to know the complete spin direction, right? Because there's three different axes and you can't know spin along three axes simultaneously because of the Heisenberg uncertainty um, principle. Oh, boy. Instead, you have to go the other direction. You say, all right, which direction is my particle moving? All right, that defines some direction. Now I can ask, is it spinning along that direction or in the opposite direction? 
I see. And that, what I get, if I ask it, if it, is it spinning in the direction of moving or not, is something that particles, some particles will always give you the one answer and other particles will always give you the other answers? Or is it random, like a particle can be moving either aligned or not aligned with its spin? That's what we call handedness. If a particle is right-handed, then it's moving with its spin. And if it's left-handed, it's moving away from its spin. Now, some particles like neutrinos, you only ever see left-handed neutrinos. Right-handed neutrinos do not exist. Other particles, you can have both a right-handed version or a left-handed version. Oh, I see. Huh. All right, so some particles are ambidextrous. They can write with a right or left hand. But some particles in nature are definitely lefties or righties. Yeah, and it's, it's a little bit more subtle than that. It's like, do you think of the electron and the positron as different particles or sort of two sides of the same coin? In the same way, do we think of like the left-handed electron and the right-handed electron as two different particles or just sort of like two different versions of the electron? Because it turns out nature sees them as different. Wait, so the electron can be right or left-handed? Or you could say it that there are right-handed electrons and left-handed electrons. Oh, I see. But is it like 50-50 or what is it? Um, the universe prefers left-handed electrons. You mean meaning there are more of them? There are more left-handed electrons, yes. Wow. Huh. So it's kind of the opposite of people. No, that's right. And also for our DNA, you know, our DNA has a handedness to it also. And it's also right-handed. All of our organic molecules in our body are right-handed molecules. Huh. Interesting. All right, so that's kind of what handedness is. Is um, Do particles like to move in the direction in which they spin or do they not, or do they like to move in the direction in which they not spin? So that's uh, handedness in particles. And so let's get into what that means for the universe's prospects in Major League Baseball, whether <laughs> they are going to be drafted early or not, and why it matters maybe to you and me. But first, let's take a quick break. Life in our modern age comes at you pretty fast, which makes our time away especially valuable. When I take time off to relax, I like to get far from my everyday life to immerse myself in natural beauty and have a unique experience. But you don't have to leave the United States to experience tropical rainforests and islands filled with adventure, warm culture, and national treasures. Visit Puerto Rico, an island with a vibrant spirit that will sweep you away. People from Puerto Rico are called Boricuas, but it's not just a name. It's a spirit, a flavor, a rhythm that you can only find in one place on Earth. Puerto Rico. It's embodied by these proud, passionate people, and you'll feel it in every part of the island. When you bask in the warmth of the beaches, when you taste the love in the food, when you embrace the call of adventure, you'll find the Boricua spirit in yourself as well. Because when you visit, you don't become part of the island, it becomes part of you. You can forget where you came from and embrace where you are in Puerto Rico because your visit ends, but the stories last forever. No passport is required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left, look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, then look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast in the United States and number 15 on business in the United States. And it has amazing guests such as Alex Hormozzi, Layla Hormozzi, Cody Sanchez. We pull in these amazing interviews with other people that are not only great marketers, but actual operators. And the icing on the cake is Neil and myself were also operators as well. So we share learnings from the trenches. We share secrets that we otherwise wouldn't be sharing with other people. And we also share 
other advantages that will help you get ahead of your competition. So all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Daniel, so you're saying that uh, some particles in nature, like the electron, can be right or left-handed, meaning they can move. You see them moving in the direction that they're spinning, and some of them you see them moving not in the direction they're spinning. But some particles, like the neutrino, do have a preference. That's exactly right. Neutrinos are only left-handed, and anti-neutrinos are only right-handed. And this is a really fascinating thing that we discovered only about 50 years ago that this concept of particle handedness is a real thing in the universe. And, you know, we've been like over the history of science, adding labels to particles as we discover them. Like we'll see something happen and we're like, oh, well, we can't explain that with the labels we currently have. So maybe particles are a little bit more complicated. Like we have to add spin to them or we have to add flavor or color or whatever to sort of have our theory have enough wrinkles in it to describe all the weird effects that we observe. And so handedness is like one of the latest ones. In the late 50s, people saw these really strange experiments where it looked like the universe didn't work the same in the mirror as it does not in the mirror. And to explain them, they had to add this new property to particles called handedness. Oh, I see. Like if every particle in nature was 50-50 right and left-handed, we wouldn't even have a name for it. It'd just be like, you know, it, it wouldn't matter. But you're saying it sort of does matter in the universe. Yeah, we wouldn't know if it was real. Like you and I could right now invent a new particle label, right? Call it stripiness. And uh, all right, these electrons we're going to say are blue striped and with red, and those electrons are green striped with white or whatever. I'm going to go with bananas. <laughs> bananas. But if the universe treats particles the same, whether or not Jorge has labeled them to be banana equals one or banana equals zero, then it doesn't matter. It's not a physical thing, right? It's just like an idea uh, in your mind. It's like literally not a thing. Like you would say, that's not a thing, dude. nobody cares (laughs) but say somebody does an experiment one day and they're just and they realize you know what particles that jorge has labeled having banana equals one the universe treats differently then we'd be like the universe is not symmetric to banananess and then it would be a real physical thing that's exactly what happened in physics people had this idea of handedness but they thought that's ridiculous how could the universe prefer one to the other clearly it's symmetric there's two options there it's just a thing in your head Right. And it, they did an experiment that proved them wrong. It was like in Clueless where one of them said to the other, the other stop trying to make it a thing. It's not a thing. But it turns <laughs> out it is a thing. It turns out it is a thing. And, you know, there's a lot of really interesting deep philosophical questions there. Like, how many other things are there of particles that are really exist, but we just haven't figured out either the way the universe prefers one to the other? Or an even deeper question is, What if there are particle things that the universe is just totally symmetric to, so we will never discover them? Like it is a thing, but we can't tell it's a thing. Yeah, in which case, is it really a thing? Mm, I think that's what's happening with the bananas of particles. (laughs) You you guys just can't see it, but I know it's there. (laughs) Maybe we just need a really big accelerator. Why don't you raise $50 (laughs) billion and we'll discover (laughs) bananas? It wouldn't go in a circle, it's just going to a half circle. <laughs> That's right. We need a sort of elliptical accelerator, you know, the, with <laughs> yeah. a banana curve to it. <laughs> yeah, and forget forget those uh, cryogenic magnets who just use banana peels to lubricate the, um, the particles. Along. That's right. It's not a particle accelerator; it's a par- particle slipper. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Comedy <laughs> would be uh, ma- uh, plentiful in this accelerator. <laughs> Yeah, okay, so particles have a hand in this. And so what does that mean? What does that mean that the universe has a preference in some cases or not? You're saying saying it's related to the weak force? Yeah, well, we have all these fundamental forces of physics, you know, the weak force, the strong force, electromagnetism, and gravity. And they all are different forces. We're trying to understand, of course, how they're related, but they have different effects. And most of them don't care one whit about whether a particle is left-handed or right-handed. But the weak force is weird. Like the electromagnetic force doesn't care if an electron is right-handed or or left-handed. It's democratic. It treats those two the same. And the strong force treats left-handed quarks and right-handed quarks the same way. It's like, I see you both the same. I am handedness blind. I'm going to attract you or force you to do something, and I don't care. That's right. If you did an experiment 
with the strong force and you had it set up next to a mirror and you watched the experiment unfolding in the mirror, you could use the exact same laws of physics that we have in our universe to describe what you see in the mirror. Because in the mirror universe, all the handednesses are flipped, but the strong force doesn't care. It's like, oh, left-handed quarks, now are now right-handed quarks, I treat them the same. Oh, I see. The equations kind of work out the same. The equations are perfectly symmetric, and the effects are perfectly symmetric, so flipping them does nothing. Like, what you see in the mirror could may as well not be in the mirror. Yes, or you can't do an experiment to tell, are you in the mirror world or not? Oh, boy, because that's... the results um, are the same. Interesting. But that's not true of the weak force. Okay, so the weak force is different. Different. It does affect particles differently depending on this idea of handedness. That's right. And it was in the 50s that people realized, huh, nobody's ever checked to see if the weak force breaks this rule or not. People just sort of assumed it. It's such a deeply ingrained assumption. Like, of course, the universe doesn't prefer one or the other. And then uh -huh. some theorists went through and said, well, has anybody ever checked? And people had checked for electromagnetism and for the strong force and all that stuff. But nobody had checked for, for the weak force. Right. So then a physicist did it. Well, I, I feel like there are two ways in which handedness can matter. Like one is, which of the righty or lefties do we see more of? And that's kind of interesting. Like the fact that we see more left-handed neutrinos and right-handed neutrinos is, is sort of one way that the universe is a preference. But then you're, you're, I feel like there's also another way in which the universe has a preference, which is in through the forces. Like the laws of physics actually apply differently to lefties or righties. Yeah, but those are the same concepts, right? We interact with things using forces. So we only see left-handed neutrinos because we interact with them. It's possible there are right-handed neutrinos out there that we can't interact with because our forces don't touch them. We only see what we what is visible and what we can interact with as a whole. You know, we've recently discovered that there's huge parts of the universe we barely have hints that actually exist. And so there could be other particles out there that are right-handed neutrinos that we haven't seen because we can't interact with them. Oh, I see. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. There bum, could bum, be the bum. same... <laughs> the plot thickens. <laughs> Or um, passes through us like neutrinos. We're not. I'm not quite sure what how people are getting this, but uh, you're saying that there could be, there isn't more of the left-handed neutrinos in the universe. We just that's the only kind we see. Well, we don't know if there are right-handed neutrinos because we can't interact with them. Therefore, we can't prove whether or not they exist. Oh, because the, what we used to interact with them has a preference. It's like a filter. That's right. Now mm. the other particles, electrons and quarks, we can interact with them in other ways that are democratic. Right, because the strong force and electromagnetism doesn't prefer one or the other. Uh -huh. But the neutrinos, we can only interact with them via the weak force. Oh, I see. It's the only way we can see them, and they and it certainly does prefer it. So there could be as many right-handed neutrinos out there in the universe as left-handed neutrinos. We just can't see them because the weak force only lets us interact with left-handed ones. That's right, and you know, in the same way that like there, the space could be filled with invisible. Uh, imperceptible bananas, uh -huh. we can't see them. So are they really there? Right? <laughs> well, we have to use the banana force, <laughs> which uh, I've yet to discover, but I'm sure it's it's uh, on the horizon there. Yeah, and it's fascinating because this effect has to do also with charge, right? Because the particle that mediates this thing for the weak force is the W particle, which carries electric charge. So you have W minuses, can decay to left-handed electrons and W pluses decay to right-handed positrons. Okay, so what does that mean? It's relevant because the way we sort of patched up this symmetry is by adding charge to it. You can tell whether or not you're in the mirror world by doing this experiment um, to see whether things are reversed, right? Whether the weak force is giving you left-handed stuff or right-handed stuff. But if you're in the mirror, you also flip the charge of everything, then the experiment looks exactly the same. Okay. Well, maybe step us through a little bit. Like, what does it mean that the weak force prefers left-handed to right-handed? Like, it'll only interact with left-handed things, as far as we know? Or, or it, like, it only works with left-handed things? Yeah, the W bosons, in particular, will only interact with left-handed matter particles or right-handed antimatter particles. So, left-handed electrons, left-handed quarks, uh, left-handed neutrinos, or right-handed positrons, right-handed antineutrinos, right-handed antiquarks. The Z 
The Z boson, which is another particle that communicates the weak force, is even weirder. It will interact with both, but it prefers the left hand. Like it interacts with the left lefties more than the righties. Oh, you're okay. Now I guess now now you're taking me through the particles that mediate that like helps us communicate these forces, right? That's exactly right. Because the weak force has three of them. Oh, uh, okay. You're saying that the the particles that communicate the weak force, those are the ones that have the preference. It's not like the the concept of the weak force has a preference, but the particles that communicate it have a preference. Yeah, well, the particles, they are the manifestations of the force, right? We think about these particles as doing the duty of the force. The Jedi. Does the Jedi order exist without the Jedi, you know? Uh They're carrying out the marching orders of the Jedi hierarchy, so, you Mm. know. Well, I mean, I, it's, it's like saying, like, it's not that the police force has a preference for left or right-handed people. <laughs> it's more like, you the know, uh, <laughs> it's like, like parking officers have a preference, but, uh, you know, detectives have a, a different preference. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's different than saying that the whole thing has a preference. Yeah, and you're right. And there are three particles there that mediate the weak force, the W+, plus, the W-, minus, and the Z. Those are sort of like the analogies of the photon, but for the weak force. And the W plus and the W minus, they only interact with left-handed particles or right-handed antiparticles. I see. It's like that's how that preference manifests itself. It's like the, mm-hmm. the messengers for this force have a preference. That's why we can't communicate with right-handed neutrinos because the messengers are kind of blinded to that, the other kind. Yeah, and that's how they discovered it. They took a bunch of atoms and they lined up their spins in a certain direction and then they saw which direction do the particles shoot out? Do they shoot out in the same direction of the spin, in which case they'd be right-handed? Do they shoot out against the direction of the spin, in which case they'd be left-handed? And they sort of expected it to be balanced so you couldn't tell. Like They expected to get the same number of right and left-handed particles so that you couldn't tell if you were in the mirror world. But what they saw was a total shocker. Not only was it not balanced, but it was totally unbalanced. Like zero right-handed particles, 100% left-handed particles were shot out. And so the weak force doesn't just prefer left-handed particles, it like maximally prefers it. As far as we know, I mean, could it be producing right-handed ones that we just can't see or interact with? It could be, there could be right-handed particles that we don't interact with, but they don't interact with the weak force. So they have to be some other new force for us to interact with them. If they interacted via the weak force, we would see it. Well, but I mean, I guess one question is, how do we know it's the weak force's fault or those particles' fault? Like, what if it's our fault, you know? Like, what if we... <laughs> we We're parents, it's always our fault. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you mean our fault? How is it? Well, I mean, like, uh, maybe uh, maybe there's a new kind of boson, we'll call it the X boson, uh, which does interact with the right 10 particles through the weak force, but we just don't interact with the X boson. Totally possible, yeah. There could be a whole complicated sectors of particles out there that interact with each other, but not with us. And we just don't, haven't seen them or haven't yet discovered them. Nobody's invited us to the party. <laughs> That's the whole hypothesis for dark matter, right? We know that there's a lot of dark matter out there. We don't know what kind of particle is it. We don't know if it feels forces with, um, among those particles. We don't know if there's like 10 different dark matter particles that are always changing into each other. So there could be a whole complicated sectors and oceans of physics there that we are not privy to because we don't have like a portal into them. No way to interact with anything that's happening there. Right. If only we had that banana particle accelerator. (laughs) That would open new doors to the universe for us. (laughs) It would peel away the layers hidden from us. It would slip us into a new era of physics. All right. Well, that's that. That makes it a bit clearer for me and how how the universe has this preference. And so let's get into why it matters to the universe and maybe to us. But first, let's take a quick break. Life in our modern age comes at you pretty fast, which makes our time away especially valuable. When I take time off to relax, I like to get far from my everyday life to immerse myself in natural beauty and have a unique experience. But you don't have to leave the United States to experience tropical rainforests and islands filled with adventure, warm culture, and national treasures. Visit Puerto Rico, an island with a vibrant spirit that will sweep you away. People from Puerto Rico are called Boricuas, but it's not just a name. It's a spirit, a flavor, a rhythm that you can only find in one place on Earth. 
Puerto Rico. It's embodied by these proud, passionate people, and you'll feel it in every part of the island. When you bask in the warmth of the beaches, when you taste the love in the food, when you embrace the call of adventure, you'll find the Boricua spirit in yourself as well. Because when you visit, you don't become part of the island, it becomes part of you. You can forget where you came from and embrace where you are in Puerto Rico. Because your visit ends, but the stories last forever. No passport is required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left, look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, then look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast in the United States and number 15 on business in the United States. And it has amazing guests such as Alex Hermosi, Layla Hermosi, Cody Sanchez. We pull in these amazing interviews with other people that are not only great marketers, but actual operators. And the icing on the cake is Neil and myself were also operators as well. So we share learnings from the trenches. We share secrets that we otherwise wouldn't be sharing with other people. And we also share other advantages that will help you get ahead of your competition. So all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Daniel. So the universe apparently prefers lefties. You know, I think left-handed people always have felt pretty special, <laughs> is my understanding. And now they know why. And now they know why. The universe likes you better. Yeah, well, the weakest part of the universe, at least, likes them better. Oh! <laughs> no, that's not true. Gravity is the weakest force. We, the weak force just sort of has that name. But it, it's fascinating, you know, not only that the universe is asymmetric, that it seems to notice that there's a handedness, but that it prefers this one. You can wonder, like, why don't we live in a universe that's asymmetric the other way, that prefers right-handed particles right where, where the weak force interacts only with right-handed particles it's this kind of arbitrary seeming choice that makes us wonder about like the multiverse right well um meaning like maybe it, it's weird that it has a preference so there must be a twin out there who is right-handed well that's the symmetry in your brain screaming out for an explanation right mm -hmm. i think there must be balance but there doesn't have to be you know, imagine you're at the control panel of the universe in the first moments of the Big Bang when the laws of physics are being set in stone and you have to choose left-handed or right-handed universe. You know, how is that choice made? Are there a billion universes out there and it's randomly assigned for each one? Or is there some deep underlying principle of physics that demands that the weak force be left-handed? There could be no other way. Uh, or could they, could it just flip the coin? It could be. We, we don't know. Like, according to our current understanding... You could write consistent laws of physics where the weak force um, prefers them equally or the weak force prefers only right-handed particles or where mm -hmm. it prefers one by a little bit. We don't understand why it is this way. Does it have to be this way? We have no reason to believe it has to be this way, and yet it is. So that seems to me mm -hmm. like a clue. Right. Do we know in people why some people are left-handed or right-handed? And does it depend on genes or is it just some random process? Um, well, based on my deep expertise in biology from being married to a biologist. Um, <laughs> is she right-handed or left-handed? <laughs> she's right-handed. Uh, but we have some lefties in our family. There's actually two layers of answer there. One is people like what they prefer to write with, and we're mostly right-handed. We don't know why. And it's, again, a great question. Like, was that just an arbitrary choice that the brain decided to specialize 
and this side of the brain is better at this and the other side of the brain is better at that. And maybe there were equal populations at some point and then it just sort of randomly drifted in one direction. We, we just don't know. Um, and then there's this deeper question about the chirality of molecules in life. Mm. All the molecules in life, including DNA, have a chirality that's right-handed, which means they have the same sort of um, orientation when you rotate the object. Right. And like each molecules have a mirror image version of themselves too. Precisely. And yeah. every single organic molecule is right-handed. And if you were fed like food made out of left-handed molecules, you couldn't eat it. Like they yeah, you'd die. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh. you, you, you cannot process it. And so that's another just like, seems like an arbitrary choice, could have been something else. Um, we don't understand any of these things. And I don't know if the, if the mystery of particle physics handedness is connected to those at all, because it's definitely the other direction, or if this is just sort of a mathematical connection where you can identify handedness and sort of see a similarity in the sort of question. I see. Huh. Like, um, like everything that might be possible would have a handedness preference or something. Like biology, particles, you know, like just a fundamental, you know, property of, of existing. Yeah, but it makes our universe interesting. And for example, the reason why the weak force is so weird and so left-handed is one of the reasons why the Higgs boson is so fascinating. Uh, what do you mean? Well, the Higgs boson, what it does is it connects the left and right-handed particles together to give them mass. It interacts with the left and the right. It touches, it talks to both of them. And to talking to them together is how it gives those particles mass. And neutrinos, we don't know. We think they have mass, but we don't quite really know how much mass they have and how they get the mass and do they get it from the Higgs boson or not. It's a whole big complicated question. But the Higgs, it treats the left and the right totally equally and sort of combines them into one combined particle that has a specific mass. Right. But I guess the main point is that the universe has a preference for left or right-handedness, it seems, but we don't know why it has that preference, right? It's a big mystery, right? And it's weird. Yeah, it is weird. And if it wasn't for this little effect in the weak force, which took a long time to discover, we wouldn't even know. So it could have been that, you know, what if the weak force was totally symmetric for some weird reason? Uh -huh. you know, particles have handedness, but we didn't even know, like, that they have right. this property. Well, we wouldn't care, I guess, right? I care. I care. <laughs> I care deeply. I want to know the truth, man, not just what's relevant for some experience. Oh, I see. You want to see all the features, even if you can't see the features. Of course. I want to know what does it mean to be a particle, right? What are the number of labels you need to define a particle? Mass, spin, charge, color, flavor. Why all those things? What do they mean? Why this and why not that? Why not banananess? To me, these are really deep, fascinating questions about like, the very nature of the universe. So yeah, I want to know. Like if you found out half of all particles had an asterisk next, a pin to them, but no, it didn't matter at all for anything else, like nobody would care, but you would care. <laughs> Me and all the other particle physicists in the world <laughs> and anybody who cared about understanding the nature of reality. But yeah, you're right. Nobody else. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, why does that have a, an asterisk? I see. All right. Yeah, well, I, I want to know why the universe has an asterisk. All right. Well, I think this is all just a big lesson on ways in which we explore the universe. You know, we look for interesting phenomenon and interesting preferences that the universe has. And that tells us something about how it's all put together. Yeah. And we don't understand the importance um, and the ramifications sometimes of these things. Like people thought about particle handedness as sort of an abstract idea 100 years ago when particles were first um, being understood. They thought, no, oh, whatever, it's just a mathematical curiosity. It's not relevant. And then later it turned out to be relevant. And it might even turn out to be more relevant. Maybe we'll discover a new force that's very powerful and does prefer left to right or right to left or something like that. So oh. it's, it's worth just sort of like exploring and trying to understand because you never know where the next big discovery is going to be. Yeah, it would be pretty cool. Would you like, Daniel, to have a hand in that discovery? <laughs> <laughs> no, but only if it's the left hand. <laughs> I'd like to discover it, and then I'd got, like you to give me a hand when I do. That's right. You'd, you'd like to get both your hands on this discovery. <laughs> I just want to get my hands dirty, okay? <laughs> and I, that, with that, we've exhausted all the bad puns, <laughs> Daniel. So maybe we should wrap it up. That's right. We've done all the left-handed puns and the right-handed puns. <laughs> well, thank you all for listening. To me, this is a fascinating question about the sort of deep nature of the universe and the stuff that makes it up. 
and how we understand it in terms of our sort of macroscopic ways of thinking, flavor, color, spin, and now left-handedness and right-handedness. Yeah, so we hope you enjoyed that. Thanks for joining us. On the other hand, we're not done yet. Now we're going to do the mirror, <laughs> mirror image of this podcast episode. Let's do the whole thing backwards. We'll do it backwards and we'll say the universe has a preference for right-handed particles. <laughs> we got to do it backwards and positively charged. <laughs> and where the jokes are good this time. <laughs> That's right. Where I make the jokes and you laugh at them. <laughs> All right. Thanks everyone for tuning in. I hope that podcast reached a parody of our other ones and is not a parody of itself. See you next time. If you still have a question after listening to all these explanations, please drop us a line. We'd love to hear from you. You can find us at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Daniel and Jorge, that's one word, or email us at feedback at danielandjorge.com. Thanks for listening, and remember that Daniel and Jorge Explain the Universe is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Life in our modern age comes at you pretty fast, which makes our time away especially valuable. When I take time to relax, I like to get far from my everyday life, immerse myself in natural beauty, and have unique experiences. But you don't have to leave the U.S. to experience tropical rainforests and islands filled with adventure, warm culture, and national treasures. Visit Puerto Rico, an island with a vibrant spirit that will sweep you away. Because when you visit, you don't become part of the island, it becomes part of you. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. Puerto Rico, where visits end, but stories last forever. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there.